Hi everyone, hope everyone's doing well and welcome to another another episode of the Jim W Podcast. In this episode, I wanted to talk about the last election and some of the shenanigans and some of my thoughts around it. So I think for a lot of people, they thought there were some irregularities with different election processes. And I think the way to combat those thoughts that people have, and I'm one of those people that have that thought, is to take the evidences or whatever is there or not through a court procedure and if they are declined or if they are shown to be false in court then that's the end of it but I think a lot of problems that people have is that it was shown you know they wanted to have this court proceeding and then it was declined outright without looking at the evidence it was declined on procedural bounds so I think that people should continue to fight to push those into court so there at least there is a day in court so even if it is declined in court, they can say, or at least it's there. Because even if it's not, when it's not there, then you can't even pretend that there is justice. (laughs) It's like someone is murdered and they say, well, we're not even going to try this guy. Like, well, you're not even going to pretend that you tried, um, you know, showed the evidence or whatever that. So that's kind of the first process. And the second one is to continue to consume the media that you enjoy. Whether that's someone that's on the far left or the left or the far right or the right, there are media sources that you could find that have good content, whether you're going to a Dave Pakman or a Steven Crowder or a Secular Doc or whatever, even Young Turks. Like any of those are, for the most part, not like the mainstream media. They may be very partisan, and the way to get around that is that you try to consume media on both sides so you can hear opinions of people that are on the left and on the right and who voted for Trump and who voted for Biden. You can hear what those opinions are of regular people because if you go to CNN or any of the mainstream media, you're not really getting news. You're just getting propaganda for whatever viewpoint that they want to try to push. So you're not really getting an actual opinion or actual news because you just are getting the propaganda that they want to perpetrate to you. I would argue that in order to get an actual viewpoint of the world, listen to both sides, but you have to listen to the ordinary people. And thankfully, the way that the media is set up now, or the way social media, I should say, is set up, you can find those. You may have to work harder when people are being censored because mainstream media does not like competition and because they can't compete in the marketplace, in the free market, they have to try to manipulate the market in a way that prevents their competition from having a fair shot. But if you just find their media, and you know, a lot of a lot of people on YouTube will talk about make sure you hit the bell, make sure you do you know all that shenanigans because you know YouTube is doing this or that about whatever video that they have, that's very true. And that's true when people on the left and the right, because the YouTube algorithm doesn't care. And maybe people on the right are getting it worse than people on the left, who knows? I think it's probably true, but you have to find those sources and consume the information that's going to inform you as a normal person and give you actual practical things that you can do to combat what a lot of people view as voter election fraud in this past election. When you combat those in a productive way, you can find actual things saying, instead of throwing up your hand saying, there's nothing we can do, you can say, all right, we can organize, I can at least inform myself, I can plan the vote, I can get other people to vote and do these different things that are at least going to move things in a positive direction. If nothing else, they're going to inform you about what's happening in the country past what the mainstream media is going to say. So I think for the average person, the best thing that they can do is to find those alternative sources of news that are going to provide them actual information. Because even if you listen to Dave Pakman, as long as you're able to get through, and this is true of whether it's Dave Pakman or anyone, a lot of those sources, they may be partisan, but they're at least going to tell you some truth. <laughs> if you go to CNN, like 
they'll just straight up lie to you. And that's so unproductive because it's not even that they have a partisan spin or they have their bias. Like, they'll just straight up tell you things that are untrue and then say that you're racist or sexist or, uh, you know, a science denier if you don't believe these different things that they say are true when they're objectively not true. And I think as long as people are looking for the truth and are able to understand that people are biased in one way or the other, you can find that information. And as long as you stay informed, you can make better decisions about what's going on in the country. So I suppose that's my big evidence. If you don't like what happened in the last election, continue to push alternative sources of news because they are going to be the ones that will eventually win out over the mainstream media, over the CNNs and the MSNBCs and even the Fox Newses. They're going to win out over those because people like the like personalities and can relate to those people more than they can relate to people that are just spewing propaganda on the national media. Those people aren't trustworthy. Nobody believes what they have to say. And as long as they're getting eyeballs, people will continue to put money into those and they'll continue to exist. But the perhaps the one benefit of Trump not being elected is that those mainstream media sites were depending on Trump as a, as a flotation device to stay solvent for a little bit longer. But now that they've taken out that flotation device, they have to try to swim on their own. And their numbers and their views were going way down beforehand. And that's true of even, I think on election night, Stephen Crowder had more views on like his live stream. So he was just talking about the, you know, when they were counting stuff, had more than CNN and MSNBC, like these different sites. And for them, you know, that's that's really dangerous for CNN and MSNBC because when people want to go look at election stuff, they're just going to go to a Stephen Carter or even to a Young Turks. Like, they're not tuning into CNN. And I think that's true for a lot of people. So I think the average person should be involved. Find the source of the information. You know, find where the news is, the, you know, alternative news that they enjoy, whether you're on the left or the right. And then dabble into the other side. Because at least for me, it's really hard to listen to people that are like, way deep into the democratic echo chamber and i need to do always need to do a better job of it because you should know what they think in order to know like what is their best argument and what are what are their best ideas often they don't have any they just have nonsense you know this is sexist this is racist it's not really any sort of idea that they're trying to push but sometimes they do they may say you know andrew yang was right about ubi like that's really good and then you can you can listen to someone else say, you know, this is bad. And then you could say, all right, well, some of it, you know, the idea of this might be good or some of this might be bad. A show that does a good job from what I'm starting to see is the um, the Timcast IRL. They do a live stream and they um, I forget all the people that are on it, but they have people that are on both sides of the political spectrum, which I, I was finding really interesting last night because they were debating these different ideas. <laughs> that was like really refreshing to see someone that thinks a certain way debate with someone that thinks a different way and then you know they had a debate and then they were done and then they talked about other things or then they just moved on with their lives and they could do that you know whenever they have that live thing so that's that's an alternative source of media that I think people can consume and get a get a view on both sides and like listen to their arguments and the way that those things work is you can have a chat you can interact in the comments with other people that are watching that as well and have those conversations. I don't really ever comment on YouTube too much, unless it's like lifting videos to say like, nice job or something like that. But I think for a lot of people, if you wanna to talk to other people that think differently or think the same, being on a channel like that when they're doing a live stream or even just like on one of the regular videos, 
is a really productive way because those people aren't going to, you can trust Tim, <laughs> Tim Pool really not to censor much unless you're saying, like, they probably censor, like, curse words or something like that. But, like, the, the regular conversations aren't going to be censored. If you go to a, a CNN comment section, even though you may see a lot of Trump stuff, they're probably censoring a lot of comments because they just are crazy like that. And when you find those alternate sources of media where people are talking about both sides of an issue, you can have those conversations. And that's the way to move the the country forward is to have those conversations and not to silo yourself, yourself off into one side of the political spectrum or the other. It's to have your ideas and your ideals and the things that you push for and still listen to the other side to see what they want because there's always compromise. I think freedom of speech is probably the biggest compromise that both sides can make is saying, yeah, everyone should be able to say what they want on social media. And people are going to say, well, this is hate speech or this or that. It's like, well, let's go back to this and then we can say we can all disagree with that hate speech or whatever the thing is. But like freedom of speech is a good one for like everyone to get behind and say like, yeah, people should not be censored online in a, in a very object or a very subjective way when there are objective measures that are used from a legal standpoint, you know, people saying direct threats or whatever, people should be able to get behind that. And I think that's a fight where people should start. And then a lot of things lead off of that. Like, all right, if we can say what we want, whether it's in person or online, then we can start having these other discussions. But while social media giants are censoring people for just saying things, I think it's hard to have those conversations and that helps the silo people off. So those social media sites are very much responsible for people being pushed away from people on the other side because they're just not allowed to have conversations about different things. Because a lot of election fraud stuff is just banned online and just deleted when you should let people have those conversations, if for nothing else, to release the steam of their side losing in an election. When you start deleting stuff that people have and what people want to consume, then that just makes things worse. And I wish the social media sites would realize that is when you prevent people from talking, they get upset. Tell someone to shut up in person. They get mad. <laughs> like I work with kids when they're upset and they're talking to you and you interrupt them. They get more upset. And you can also, if you're fair with someone, and I've noticed, and I know I'm going to speak this in terms of talking to a kid, but if you're talking to a kid is upset and you let them talk and then you start to talk, you say, hey, I let you talk. Now I need to be able to say what I want to say and then I'll let you say more. But we need to have a back and forth conversation. I've never had a kid that says, that's unreasonable. You're, you're done. You know, I'm just going to, blah, blah, blah. they may still be upset and try to talk, but if you, explain to them, you know, these are the rules of engagement. You can say what you want. And oftentimes kids say, you know, mean things when they're talking to you. This kid is doing this, blah, blah, blah. Let them get it out. And then I address it. And then we go back and forth and have a conversation. And that works so much better than if I just like, nope, shut up, shut up, shut I'm going to, no, shut up. Be quiet. No, no. It just doesn't work. Like nobody wants to be told to be quiet and prevented from talking. You have to let people air their grievances if for nothing else, that it helps calm them down. Like if a kid is upset, and <laughs> I know I keep talking about like students, but if a student is upset at something that's happening and you let them air it out and tell you what's wrong or to tell you that you're an idiot and tell you that they, you know, this is stupid, they will often respond a lot better to you when you let them say that. And I've always done that because it's just, it's easier to let that out in a controlled sense than to just let them ball it up because that's when fights and different things happen. When you see a kid starting to get upset, you have to help them release the outlet 
because that's a healthy way of doing it. And the way that social media is trying to teach us is that if you have a bad idea or you think something wrong, you just suppress it forever. Like, just hold it in forever. Like, that's where bad things in the country are going to happen. Like, they think they talk about the Capitol Hill or the BLM. Like, that's where all these bad things happen as a society when you don't let people have their outlets and have these conversations. There need to be more conversations with people that disagree with each other, even if they're just going to call each other idiots. At least let them call each other idiots. And, and it's just, it's... I just hate how politics are right now because you should be able to talk to the other side. You should be able to have freedom of speech. And I don't know what I'm going to call this episode. Maybe there's more to do, (laughs) more to do in politics than just voting or freedom of speech is important. But I know I rambled on and I recorded this a couple times because I got even more rambling in other episodes. But I'm going to wrap this one up here. In essence, what I want you guys to take away from this episode is that follow alternative news media sources, have conversations, or debate people that you disagree with, and focus on freedom of speech. If people can say what they want, you're going to know what the other side thinks, and that's going to allow you to debate them better or to change your ideas if need be. And that's the kind of society we should live in. Unfortunately, we don't right now. Unfortunately, the mainstream media, unfortunately, I should say, mainstream media wants to censor things because they can't have an actual debate. But I'm going to wrap this one up here, so I hope you all have a good one, and I'll talk to you all in the next episode tomorrow. Peace.